Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name is Chris Badgett and I'm joined today with special guest Marcus Couch. How are you doing, Marcus? I'm very well, Chris. Thank you for having me today. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Today we're going to go deep and we're going to talk about a topic that confronts a lot of people who are building membership sites, online courses, or just stepping up as entrepreneurs in general. And that's called imposter syndrome. So uh, whether or not a lot of people are in denial about that, that it exists, or maybe that they're experiencing it, but there are some uh, telltale signs of imposter syndrome. And maybe we can start there. Marcus, in your experience with yourself or with other people uh, or, or anything like that, what are some signs that somebody may be experiencing imposter syndrome and may not be aware of it? Well, imposter syndrome is really just a degree of self-doubt that you have, that you doubt that you can do something. And that's whether, like, like for example, I have two podcasts. And when I started these podcasts in the WordPress community, for me, I thought to myself, why am I the expert? What makes me so qualified to talk to other people within the community about WordPress plugins, about themes, about different things? And it was just kind of this stage fright that you get, that you kind of convince yourself that you're not good enough. And as human beings, I guess that's kind of the default that we all have, that we think that, that maybe we're not the ones, maybe that it should be somebody else. And that's just not true because, believe it or not, if you have any experience whatsoever – Believe me, there are a thousand people behind you that don't have that experience, even if you've got just a day of experience. So that's the basis of imposter syndrome is that degree of self-doubt, of thinking that you're not the one, that somebody else should be doing it and not you. Um, I'll give you a classic example. Uh, I know someone who is in the restaurant business and they've failed a couple times at restaurants. However, when I approached them and said, you know, you should really put together a program about starting up a restaurant, getting all the rest of the equipment, some of the procedures that you need to do, uh, their immediate was, response was, well, I've failed at this a couple times. And my point was, that's exactly why you need to do this, because you need to highlight and stress some of these things that you did, even on the failure side. And if it did fail, what did you do to make sure that it didn't happen again or that the second time it, it wasn't to the same degree? So that's the basis, I guess, of imposter syndrome. That's awesome. Yeah, failure is valuable. I've heard a lot of venture capitalists actually look, if they're looking at entrepreneur, they actually care way more about the failures they've already had, you know, as mm -hmm. opposed to like what are their successes or what's, even what's the business idea. If these people have been through failures, experience a lot of experience in life actually comes from things not working out not just when things go well so that's awesome yeah it's interesting actually one of the things that um, when i'm hiring outsourcers or freelancers i ask them to describe their failures and if somebody says i've never had any then i don't want them yeah <laughs> yeah because they're perfect right mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah mm -hmm. that's a that's a that's a really good point yeah it's uh you know, being open and honest about failures and simply having been in the fire and experiencing those things is so valuable from an experience perspective. Mm -hmm. So a framework somebody gave me once uh, about getting over imposter syndrome 
uh, had to do with just looking at a scale of one to 10. Like you said, you only have to be like one day or even one step ahead of somebody to be able to right. provide value. So you may not be a 10, but if you're a four, there, there may be a million threes or twos out there that could benefit from your experience. So I think it's important to get outside that mindset of I have to be the best in the world before I can help somebody. You just have to be the best in the moment. You have to be the best at the content that you're creating. Now, I'll give you a great example. Okay. So I started a site called membershipcoach.com where I'm training other people on how to do membership sites. And I based that upon my own experience dealing with clients, yet I never ran my own membership site for myself. And so even with that, there were some nuances involved in mistakes, delays, that kind of thing. Um, But the one thing that I think I learned from is, well, first, let me back up a second. So I'm not the only one out there that's doing the same kind of training, like in terms of how to start and run your own successful membership site. However, I'm the only one in my position that's ever done it. I'm the only one that's got the prominence in the WordPress community that's ever done it. Uh, I'm the only one that has multi, you know, almost billion dollar clients that's done it. Um, There are other people out there that are just online marketing experts or, um, you know, maybe they've serviced a couple clients before, um, not to the degree that I have, not to the, to the talent level that I have. So though you may not be the first to do something, it's your entry into it is going to be completely different than anybody else. So when I present something, let's just say I'm going over, um, you know, iThemes exchange or some sort of thing. I have the ability to go just call Corey Miller from iThemes, the CEO, and say, I need somebody from your team to, to demonstrate that. So maybe somebody else wouldn't have that kind of power. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that you need to think about. Whereas if you're, if you're doubting yourself, if you think, oh, somebody else is already doing it, somebody else is already teaching that, that particular course, that may be true, but this is the first time that you've taught the course. Yeah, everybody's unique and can bring something unique to the table. And also, like you mentioned, a lot of your experience may come from observing or helping others in something. It may not have been your success, but you helped somebody make success or you were simply a fly on the wall. And for whatever reason, you've been obsessed or interested in a particular topic that your experience, while not you don't demonstrate it, comes from having just absorbed and researched and seeing patterns and trends and what works and what doesn't mm-hmm. every time. That's right. That can be supremely valuable. It's not always like all based on your experience. In fact, your experience can be much more exponential if you leverage the experience of others. Right. And one of those things too is if you think about it, okay, so there are these other training programs. Have they made the mistakes that I've made? Right. Have they encountered the client mistakes that I've made? Have they gone through the the mud, so to speak, um, to do that? Now, uh, there's one course in particular that I'm I'm teaching in my uh, membership coach school, where the only way that I know about those things is because I lost a client around it, and I figured out what those mistakes were and kind of reverse engineered it and went back to square one. So you can even teach things based on mistakes that you've made too. 
Yeah, turning lemons into lemonade, I mean, super valuable, super valuable. Yeah, what else is it going to be worth, right? It's just a regret. Otherwise, yeah. if you turn it into something positive, at least you've got a silver lining around that cloud. Yeah, you could vent and be frustrated and disappointed and depressed over it, or you could turn it into some marketable thing. Right. <laughs> so, so that's awesome. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about how people behave when they're experiencing imposter syndrome. And, you know, this is a, this happens to me. This happens to me. First time I did a podcast episode, first time I started a new business, when mm-hmm. I publish a blog post, it happens all the time. And I'm open and admit to the fact that it happens. And I'm sure it's still happening sometimes in my subconscious where I'm not aware of it. But I am, a, because I've been through the fire, a little reticent and accepting of it. But one of the things I notice in myself and others uh, when people experience imposter syndrome is they start sabotaging the project. It's delaying the launch. It's making excuses. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, just diverting, getting it done or whatever. But what, what, what would you say? How, do, how does it manifest itself? Like you said, delays in projects, holding off on actually getting it done. Um, not even starting. To begin with, starting with, um, I, I've noticed a lot of people that I've started to talk to, like one of the things with the membership coach program that I do is the first thing out of the gate before you even get access to the site is that you have to schedule a one-on-one call with me. And because I want to assess people as to where they at, what where they're at, what their mental state is at the time, um, how much you know fire they've got in their belly to make sure that it can get done. And if, if I see that they're ready for kind of advanced level stuff, I'll unlock those courses ahead of time for them so that they can just get started right away. Um, I think one of the biggest signs of imposter syndrome is when you freeze up in making content because content is, um, I, some, some people say like content is king. I always say content is the kingdom. That is everything for you. It is not just some hierarchy, you know, thing. It's everything. It's absolutely everything that you do is content based because if there's no content, then there's absolutely no reason to even be on your site to begin with. Okay. So uh, when you start to see those kinds of delays or those hesitations, or you end up surfing YouTube or whatever, or you spend too much time uh, focused on the competition and you start to become obsessed with what they're doing. And maybe you start to think, Oh, i Maybe you should just copy what they're doing and do the same thing instead of developing my own curriculum. Those are the first kind of signs of imposter syndrome. I get that. That's like uh, by trying to imitate somebody else, you're not being you, which like we talked about is one of the most unique things you can bring to a crowded market is you and your experience. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's just a clear way to sabotage it. Of, of trying right. to be like somebody else, not getting it done, not being open and honest about admitting like, hey, you know, I have this knowledge because I failed. So you have to publicly admit failure or you have to, you know, talk about how you messed up or how somebody else messed up, which you may not want to do. Right. right. But, uh, you know, that kind of authenticity is, you know, not being an imposter. <laughs> so. And there's no shame in admitting that you've done wrong or that you're having a hard time in something. Um, a couple weeks back, I think like three weeks ago, I was on WordPress Weekly and discussed um, some of the hard times that I was having. And believe it or not, I got more feedback and more resonance about opening up myself and talking about my own failures and my own shortcomings 
than I ever did talking about anything WordPress related. So there's something to be said for that. And it's very freeing to be able to admit those things. Um, if you're having a hard time, even like, here's what I do. If I think I'm an imposter, I go to Yahoo Answers. I go to things like the WordPress, advanced WordPress forums on Facebook. I go to those types of things. And I start to look at some of the questions and go, yep, I know that one. 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 I must be an expert. I'm really not an imposter. And that's a quick like five-minute fix that you can understand where you are in this whole role. And if you don't think that you're advanced, fine. Teach the intermediate stuff and the beginner stuff. And by that, by the time you get through with those two courses, then you're ready for the advanced. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like going to the places to validate, oh, I actually do know something because especially if you're continuously trying to improve mm -hmm. and you're a four or a five, you're probably studying and looking at things happening on at the six, seven, 10 level. And it's, it's almost like people forget, but I help people who are at four, three, and two. Mm -hmm. So you, sometimes you need to remind yourself of the journey. And, and uh, I think a lot of people too get caught in the entrepreneurial hustle and just life gets busy and you forget how far you've come. Right. <laughs> you know, and that could be for bad reasons, like just you're operating under battle fatigue, low grade stress. You're just trying to survive the day or you just, you just forgot. <laughs> And often when people start this, when they start doing online courses and that kind of thing, they're at a stage in their life where they may be still holding down a full-time job. They may, sometimes you've lost your job or lost clients or something like that. And you're trying to desperately cling to something that will give you residual income. And you do start to self-doubt yourself, not around the project that you're working on, but around the other things that are in your life that are going on. And so that kind of snowballs itself and manifests into this you know, icky kind of gray cloud that hovers over you. But imposter syndrome is like a backpack full of bricks. You only have to carry that stuff as long as you want to. The, the moment that you decide you're going to just heave ho and get rid of it and move forward without those burdens it's so freeing and it makes the content so much better absolutely and i heard a great metaphor from a friend once who said just because you're on a train it doesn't mean you need to carry the luggage <laughs> that's right yeah so, exactly and i just want to know another situation i see a lot with people in imposter syndrome is like the situation you mentioned it's become popular in pop culture or especially in the startup entrepreneur scene that People are trying to quit their day job. They're trying to start this side business, um, you know, whether it's an online course, a membership site or whatever it is. But ultimately, when you do that, a lot of people are driven from wanting to exit the day job because they don't like it or they're tired of it or they can't be themselves at the job. So when it and then you create this dream online course that's all in your niche, you're being you, you're having fun. So ultimately you have to cross that bridge and go on the record in the public and launch the real you, which mm -hmm. I can imagine can be really challenging if you're, you know, kind of living that double life and it's exhausting to live two lives at once. So I, I've definitely yeah. seen that one before. And in my case, three, because <laughs> I've got to be the WordPress guy, I've be the membership guy. I've got to be the guy who services membership clients. So those don't often overlap. Right. And, and you have to, 
you have to almost have three kind of work and drive mentalities based on what hat you happen to be wearing at the time. Um, now for me, I'll tell you, um, the one thing that I do all the time that helps me get into that mode is if I want to squeeze myself into membership coach mode, the first thing that I, I do is I create a piece of content that's about that. No, it, even That could even be something I'm sending kind of a from the heart email to my subscribers. And that kind of gets you in that mindset to where, okay, I'm telling other people on my list how to be the best membership site administrator, um, how to avoid specific mistakes, um, what to do in specific situations, or even just talking about new things that you've discovered that you don't think that the list knows about. That kind of funnels you into the mindset that you can continue working on that thing and really almost make yourself bulletproof from yourself, from the self-doubt and the self-destruction. So I would say that's a really good technique if you want to, um, it's, it's almost like the preparatory phase in yoga. You know, you've got to get your breathing down first before you can start to do all the moves. And that's, that's what I use. It, it could work for other people. I hope it does if, if, if people are stuck in a rut, but um, just kind of tunnel yourself into that mindset before you just boom, heartbreak. And, you know, I'm done doing the client work now. Now I've got to go into doing this. So ease yourself, little transitionary period. I like that. That's almost like coming out of the mind and into the art. Exactly. And it reminds me of a, I'd make a book recommendation here. There's a great book called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And he Mm -hmm. talks a lot about the resistance. And this Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is a manifestation of the resistance. And, uh, you know, it's just a part of creating art and, you know, being your most true authentic self. And and another thing is this, if you really think that you're an imposter, go Google yourself for that topic. Does anybody out there say that you suck? Does anybody out there say that you're unqualified? I don't see any references to that. So Google doesn't say it. The only person saying it is right in here. And if you do find some haters out there, I actually recognize that as a, uh, you know, a form of success, like, or it's a milestone, like, okay, I'm big enough. I I have some haters or some crazy people that are, you know, saying stuff or stealing my Mm -hmm. product or sharing my logins or whatever. Um, You know, that's actually a sign of success. But yeah, a lot of it is in our heads. You know, as human beings, we're designed uh, to survive in the wild. We're designed, you know, to have fear, to be scared, to keep a low profile, watch out for the saber-toothed tiger. There's right. a very different world we live in today. And with these tools that allow us to connect all over the world, to create content, to share that worldwide with our community, it's just a different world. Our biology is still trying to connect up. So this emotional response is natural, but it's not necessarily in alignment with you know the, the world of today. It's not as dangerous or as risky in most cases um, as it, as our biology is designed to, to predicate. And another point in which imposter syndrome comes about, you, you may not have imposter syndrome while you're creating all of your content, but once you launch and you realize, I've only got three people on my site. I've only got two people, whatever it happens to be. You know, you make uh, two or three quick sales in a month and then all of a sudden it goes by with another month and you don't see anybody. And then you start to think, it's me. 
And it's me, my course sucks. It's me, I'm not doing something right. When that's not it at all. It could just be you've got a bad message on your landing page or you need to just adjust your pricing a little bit more. Um, and, and for me, I always raise the price right. instead of going the other way. Oh, maybe I'm not showing that it's worth enough value. Maybe I need to go a little bit higher in my pricing and see what's going on. Or maybe go the other direction on, on certain things. Maybe I need to trim down and have an introductory or a trial package that people can at least try it out before buying. So there, there are certain stages where that gets triggered. Mm-hmm. And if you recognize that and understand that um, at no point should you ever have imposter syndrome. You should just learn from delays or mistakes or anything that happens to you that gets your mindset in that in that kind of bad state. And just adjust, learn, adjust, and and document what you did so that the next time that something like that happens, you can adjust with the same procedures. Yeah, and then another uh, variation of that, like a a screenwriting professor would tell you to slit a vein and let the blood go on the page. Like you really got to let it out. So maybe mm-hmm. if you're having the, it's not a marketing problem, maybe there you're not putting enough of you in the product. Maybe you need right. to add like live office hours or if you're not doing video, start doing video so people can hear you talk or, you know, hear your voice and audio. Um, yeah. Maybe they just need more of you. You're, you're keeping it a secret. You're scared to uh, get out there in front. Right. So for me, I've been a podcaster, an audio podcaster for 10 years. The times that I'm on video is probably 30 minutes <laughs> grand total. Yeah. Uh, not a lot, not a whole heck of a lot. And that's something that I'm going to change and get out of my shell a little bit. And I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little apprehensive even about that. It's like, are people going to think the same way about me? hearing my voice versus actually seeing me talk and seeing me enunciate and things. So um, I had a bit of a, a little bit of a curve in that sense. Um, but then again, I look at it as I've got a heart, I've got passion, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, compassion for the subject, for the community, for the resources that are involved. And why not? What, what do I have to lose? I've seen videos on YouTube that absolutely suck for production quality. They get 2 million views. Why can't something that I do have the same results? You know, there, there's no sense in that. So slowly I'm, I'm starting to come out of my shell in that sense. I don't think it's an imposter thing. I think it's just sort of internal nervousness maybe. Um, but that can lead to imposter syndrome if you let it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the opportunities for video or some live streaming, like that's the new thing, like Facebook live or YouTube live or whatever. When you bring mm-hmm. that into a, um, a membership or an, a course or learning environment, um, that's a whole nother level. Like I'm going live. You, it's not like, Oh, I'm going to redo this video lesson right. or I'm going to chop it and make it look all fancy and take out all my ums and ahs. I mean, going live, you have to get ready for that and be ready for that. And my experience when I've done webinars and things like that, when I first started doing it, I used to be much more nervous. And I think it came from imposter syndrome. Uh, but over time, just after doing it, uh, it, it just you just have to, that's another strategy I would recommend is like, 
do it once and it just keeps getting better because it's never as bad as you think. And once you have that history, it's not such a mental exercise of what it might be like. Right. And, and recognize and self-congratulate yourself on those incremental successes that you get. If, if you had a good feeling about the webinar that you just did and you see it translate into more signups and to more people opting into your list, write that success down and remember it the next time that you're starting to get those sick feelings in your head about being an imposter is that really it's just process. And maybe you're just afraid of the process. Maybe it's not, you might not even be afraid of the people. You just might be afraid of, yeah, you know, I, I want to be a perfectionist. I want this audio to sound absolutely flawless. I want this PowerPoint to move perfectly and animate absolutely everything that I want it to within this course. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, well, excellent. Well, Marcus, tell us a little bit more just about where you are, where people can find you on the web and, and what's going on in your world. Sure. So uh, you can find me every week, twice a week uh, with two different podcasts. One is uh, WordPress plugins A to Z. We record that every Monday. And then every Wednesday night, we do WordPress Weekly with Jeff Chandler and I. And that's sort of the official community podcast of the WordPress community. It's over at WPTavern.com. I also do the Membership Coach podcast. And you can find everything that I do over there over at MembershipCoach.com. That's awesome. Yeah, I first came across you, Marcus, on uh, WordPress Weekly. I don't, I don't know how long ago. So it's, it's great to... Uh, connect with you in person and thank you for coming on the show and uh, we let's do this again sometime. Absolutely. Happy to do so.